Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. So glad you could join us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining me today is going to be guest host Mayumi of Make It a Great Date and wine host Karen Ward as we check out Chateau St. Jane Wines, Sledgehammer Winery, as well as chatting on getting over your dating issues through communication. And let's not forget the amazing jewels as we chat fashion and common mistakes. Today's show is brought to you by Make It a Great Date and Chateau St. Jane Cellars. As we do with all of our shows, we're going to start off our show with our first on-air tasting. And today it's going to be with Chateau St. Jean. I'm sitting here whining with Karen Ward of Chateau St. Jean. We have the privilege of tasting a lovely Chardonnay 2013. Hey, lady, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell us about this beautiful Chardonnay um, it's it's fun because the people who have listened to my show for the last three years know that Chardonnay has never been my first pick, um, but because of the way so many different um, uh, sell, wine sellers and, and um, winemakers are making it, there is such a diversity with it. So it's surprising a lot. Um, I love the the label and the presentation. Um, is that Bijou on the bottle? Yes, it's Bijou, which actually stands for Jewel. So it's kind of a fun, kitschy little name. So. It's actually one of our newer Chardonnays from Chateau St. Jean. Um, Chateau St. Jean was started in 1976, predominantly a Chardonnay house. So they are very well known for the, their Chardonnay making. This one is a very light, crisp Chardonnay that's fermented in a stainless steel tank and has a little bit of oak that's placed into it. So you're going to get more of the um, fruit and fruit crispness, forward. fruit forwardness with a little tiny bit of creaminess. So it's not going to be overly oaky on any level. So it's for those, for those people who enjoy a Chardonnay, but not an over-oaked Chardonnay. Or in, in my instance where I am enjoying all kinds of white wines and I don't like an over-oaked Chardonnay. It does have the crispness that reminds me a little bit of a um, Viognier. Yes, actually it does. And it has a lot of those citrus flavors that you'd find in a Viognier as well. It's a lot of pineapple, peach, lemon. So I, I personally prefer stainless steel Chardonnays. I am not a big fan of the overly oaked ones. So <laughs> this is my first time trying this wine. It was just released. We actually just got it um, into the state of Washington about a little over a week ago. So We love being a first. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the very first one to try it. <laughs> Wonderful. So where would people be able to typically find this wine? So you will for sure be able to find it at Safeway, um, but you need to make sure that if you have a local um, supermarket or a bottle shop to go in there and ask for it because they can always order it for you. Well, thank you so much for sharing. This is awesome. And Mayumi, what do you think of the Chateau St. Jean, the Bijou Chardonnay? Well, I love the name, Bijou <laughs> Chardonnay. It sounds fabulous. Um, you know, I really like it. It's very um, crisp. And refreshing. It's really hot today. Um, we had a, a really nice, beautiful Seattle day. And I like that it's very crisp and refreshing. It's a, a little fruity, so it's got like a fruit taste um, backdrop. Exactly. I like it. I'm, I'm feeling good drinking it right now. Gotta love that. Uber. Forget parking or waiting for a cab. Uber makes it super easy to get around town with this, the tap of an app. From hybrids with Uber X to town cars with Uber Black, there's no need to tip and no exchange of cash or card is necessary. And because you're hearing this from Socially Savvy, all you have to do is go to uber.com backslash go backslash Socially Savvy 14 
on your mobile device or computer, and you're good to go with $30 off your first ride. Enjoy getting around town with no stress. Okay, so we're going to jump right in with Mayumi and chat on what to expect when you jump back into the dating scene again. Um, This can be maybe you've been in a long-term relationship and you've recently fallen out and you find yourself out in that dating realm. This can be maybe your life was very busy. Maybe you were trying to be a lawyer and going through school. Um, You were very focused and now you're stepping out in that dating world um, or maybe you have been married for 20 years and your kids were a priority and you're just now starting to get out and go, wow, I, I, I want to get out and date you again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what does that look like? And you know what? I would say that it looks like a lot of stuff. Yeah. So the first thing would be planning. I think that when you're either in a relationship, and I know LB, you've been married for 20 plus years. Ever. Forever. And you know what? It, I'm sure it's not always, you know, oh, you can read each other's mind and know what you want to do. It takes planning. It takes planning that date night. Oh, yeah. It takes planning what is going to make that other person interested and excited about going and wanting to go. Oh, yeah. So whether you're in a current relationship or you have been married for 20 years, 15 years, and like I was married for 15 years and wanted to get back into the dating scene after my divorce, is I had to really plan what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go to meet men. Yeah, that's a a big one. Because um, maybe I might not want to meet men at McDonald's. Or at the bar. Or at the bar. (laughs) But then I might want to meet men at maybe a art fair or a gallery or trade show, wine tasting. So those are events that you can plan for yourself which will be fun because you're working on yourself and you're working on maybe having some girlfriends hang out with you. But then in the process, you will be able to meet somebody and say you meet somebody at the wine tasting and then you get ready and they exchange numbers and you go on a date. So I think planning is really important when you're getting back um, into Into the the dating. Yeah. One of the things I want to point out about planning is also planning um, what what you're not going to let affect you or intrude. Um, Especially if you have children, I think a lot of times when you start trying to date who you've been with forever, um, you you plan, okay, we're going to go to dinner, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, but then you don't make the plans to to say, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone. Yes. I'm not going to let XYZ bother me. Right. I'm not going to worry about the time. I'm not going to worry about what time I have to get up in the morning. Right. It is. It really is taking a look at the whole picture and knowing what you're, what you're getting yourself into and, and doing it with open eyes. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think another thing when you're getting back into the dating scene again, again, whether it's with your partner, long-term partner, or brand new, is it's an interviewing process. You have to expect that you are going to be interviewed and you are going to interview the person. I think it's really important. That's interesting. I had never thought of that. So think about it. You know, you have a job and you uh, might not be happy there or you lose your job. Well, you might hire a headhunter and they send you out and you're going to go and interview and interview until you find the right fit, right? You're going to find that right company that meets your needs and that you meet their needs. So same thing with dating. It's just like interviewing. You're going to go on dates. You can't just go on one date. You have to go on several dates. 
And through that interviewing process of going on dates, you're going to understand what you're willing to flex on and what you aren't willing to flex on and also what you're wanting in a partner and what you don't want in a partner. Well, and I think that makes a good circle back to what you were saying about planning is, you know, if if you don't want a drunk, then maybe you don't want to meet somebody at a bar. Exactly. If you don't, you know, if... if <laughs> If you have a, a particular religious belief, right. you're not going to want to go into a, a, a scenario where that religious belief is going to be in conflict with you. Exactly. Um, you exactly. Know, and, and there you, you can pretty much hit any topic. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you find yourself in opposition right. to uh, the, the basic belief structures because let's let's be honest here, a physical attraction can happen anywhere. Exactly. You, you don't even have to know anything about a person to have an attraction to them. So you want to make sure that if you're going to put yourself in that position of, which is basically vulnerability, right. that you're doing it with an educated guess. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, we are, men and women, we're all very visual. And, you know, you don't want to put yourself, again, it goes back to the planning, in a situation where you're maybe attracted to somebody. You know that that's not the right place for you to be. Right. Um, and then, because... Most people want to date because they want to have a relationship. Right. So if you're really wanting to have a relationship, don't put yourself in situations or areas where, where you're it's fail. not your belief system, right, yeah. and where you're going to fail. Absolutely. Well, and where you're going to – we only have so many precious moments. Right. Don't don't put yourself in a position where you're going to have to make a choice that if you'd really thought about it, you never would have put yourself in exactly. that position. And, and I always tell people, if you're meant to be, it, there is that whole thought process about, you know, if you're meant to be with somebody, it's going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Your paths will, will cross again right. in, in a scenario where it's probably more apparent that, that, oh, this is where we're similar. Right, exactly. And, but then going back to what you're saying about flexing is, is realize what you can and can't flex on. Exactly. And you really have to make a definitive line as to where you're going to flex and where you're not. Because, at least with me, I know when I was married for 15 years, there's certain things that I know I can deal with in a partner, but then I know absolutely there's certain things that I will not deal with. Or that you just simply don't want. Maybe, don't want. Maybe it's not even so much a matter of a preference as what your capacity is or what makes you feel loved and not loved. Exactly. Exactly. Because ultimately, you know, we want a partner that makes us feel good about ourselves. Yes. And we want a partner that we can make feel good about themselves as well. So that's that's really important. Um, you know, another thing I think is important is it goes back to what we talked about before in other segments is you have to communicate. <laughs> We've talked you about know, that. It's like We've done long-term all, relationship shows. We've done dating shows. Everything comes down to communication. It all comes back to communication. You know, with we just were talking um, just off the radio about children and you know and and communicating with our teenagers and yeah. you know everything revolves around communication and you have to communicate and put yourself out there when you're out in the dating world. I know. Yeah that we've been hurt before, but when you've been hurt, it makes you stronger, you move forward, you focus on what you don't want to be hurt again, right? You don't want to have that hurt again. So you have to put yourself out there so that you know that you're making the best decision with the best partner. So, you know, I think it's really important that you communicate, you're honest, 
with the person that you're going on a date with, if it's your partner, lifelong partner, your husband that you've been with, communicate and talk about something that is different. Different than family stuff. Don't talk about the stresses. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Well, and I really want to preface what communication is. I think a lot of people kind of, they have a tendency to oversimplify. Yes. Just because you're speaking doesn't mean you're communicating. Communication is when you can take an ideal, a belief, or a thought and relay it in a way that the other person on the that, that is receiving the information can understand, comprehend, and internalize. Right. Now, that doesn't mean they have to agree with it. Right, absolutely. That doesn't mean that... Please that, remember that. It yes, doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they, they have to agree, agree with it. Yes. But they do have to... You have to be able to relay your message in the way that you're meaning to Right. for it to be called communication. Otherwise, it's just talking. Exactly. And I find it's very interesting. You see this a lot with young people. They say, well, I said... Yeah. It doesn't matter if, you know, you said the chair is blue. Okay, well, they think the chair is purple. Right. So what is it that you're missing? So let's discuss. You know, right. So is blue more cool to somebody? Is purple right. more warm to somebody? There, you, you, that, that communication requires that you go a little bit more in depth and use more adjectives and nouns yes. and verbs and get make sure that they understand what it is you're trying to say. Because right. Because in the end, it may not even be about... The chair. The chair. Right. It's, it's about what was going on around it. Right. And, and taking that time to listen. And, um, you know, you, you go into communication classes and stuff, and, and when you're struggling with a communication situation, the first thing they tell you is, okay, when somebody says something to you, you repeat it back to them, and you say, is this what you meant? Right. Um and a lot of times that's where you find that disconnect, where right. you're not truly communicating, you're simply speaking. Right. And I know that we get a lot of clients that come in and they'll say, you know, I don't know what happened, why I'm divorced, because we never got into a fight. <laughs> no communication and at all. <laughs> no communication. And I think that people think that if you're fighting, if you're debating, they if think you, it's bad. that it's bad. And it's not yeah, no. bad. Yeah, no. You have to debate. You have to discuss. You have to. But, but the thing is, is there's certain ways to communicate. To so that both Rules people... Rules of engagement. Exactly. And like LB said, you know, it doesn't mean that I have to agree with what my husband is saying to me, but I have to respect what he's saying and try, and, to, understand. And try to understand his point of view. And that's all I can do. Well, and one of the other warnings that I always tell people, um, you know, being in a long-term relationship, people always say, oh, wow. The first thing they say is you're lucky, which this luck has nothing to do with it. Exactly. It's um, work, baby. It's a lot of work. The second thing is, is you know, how, how do you do it? And when, when you're in a long-term relationship, you can't pretend right. about a lot of things. If right. you are very passionate in your positive approach, you're going to be very passionate in your negative approach. Exactly. And you have that's where you have to put those rules and those right. regulations. Um, we have three boys, and I've always told them, you know, you're fiery like we are. Yep. And um, where we can be fierce in love, we're going to be fierce in our fighting. Right. And you just have to put some rules and regulations in that so that you don't end up hurting anybody in that fierceness. Right. Uh, but don't pretend that, oh, you know, we're going to be so in love, right. and then, oh, we're never going to fight about anything. Right. No. That's complete balls. Non-fighting is not good. And the last thing I would say that you're going to come encounter with when you start dating again, what to expect, is fear. A lot of it. A lot of fear. 
whether it's, again, a long-term relationship that you're trying to rekindle or a, a new date, it is the fear. And what I can say to most people, especially since our, a lot of my clients like to do this, and I've done this before in the past, is don't self-sabotage. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Don't self-sabotage because of your fear. You know, everything happens for a reason. So and explain self-sabotage a little bit because I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're doing. Um, sarcasm yep. is a huge, huge self-sabotage. Um, but And people use that as a crutch, but I think a lot of people don't recognize what self-sabotage looks like. Right. And I think that self-sabotage, at least in, in my point of view, and I, I can admit that I've probably done this before in the past. I think everybody has. If I would go on a date maybe a couple times, um, and it is going pretty well, but because I don't really, at the time, I didn't really understand myself and know myself and thought, hmm, this person, it's a little bit too good to be true. So oh, yeah. I would make a bad situation out of a good situation and create conflict, create, you create conflict strife. and, and, yep. and a, a scenario and, oh, well, we'll see what they're going to do with yeah. it. Yeah, and then they um, react the way I wanted them to, so it validates me, yeah. so I'm done. Or they react like a human being. And make mistakes like right. everybody does, and then you go, oh, see, I told you. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's important to, to don't do that to yourself. I mean, I think that we we deserve to be happy. We deserve to have somebody treat us, and and especially for women to put us on a pedestal. Um, you know, try not to think so much about what the ulterior motive is, and I think a lot of women do that. Oh yeah. Let the man put you on a pedestal. There are men out there that will put us on a pedestal, my husband does, and it makes us feel good. There's no ulterior motive outside of the fact that they just want to make us happy. Well, and then understanding what it is that a man needs, and he just exactly. he needs you to turn around and validate who he is and, and appreciate exactly. who he is and let them be. And I think for but men, it's the respect. Comes into yeah. <laughs> nagging Don't is not nag, <laughs> but the respect. Them. I think yeah. that men really um, seek for respect from women. I think that um, in this society, you know, we're equal. We're equal in pay now, women, pretty close. There's a lot. We're equal in the the duties that that we um, can provide women to men. My husband Um, cleans the kitchen. I love it. Yeah, I love that. So (laughs) so it's it's okay that, that we respect our man for doing things that maybe historically might have been um, a woman's job. I hate that term. Yes. So, so it, First thing it that I ways. would tell people is if you want to classify anything as a woman's job or a man's job, you need to get that out of your head yes. and just look at it from a point of what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are you happy to do, what are you unhappy to right. do. Simplify it in, in something that is within your capacity as a human being and not limited to your sex with, with the exception of what physically, physiologically your body can exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> so I would say just don't let the fear... Um, control you because I think you just need to feel the fear and do it anyways and that's just such a great thing because you you know I think when we feel the fear we back off and we run the other way you need to face it head to head and that's how you will have a successful dating relationship scenario yep um I think fear is one of those things we've chatted a little bit about it before um fear is a reminder of the mistakes we could make make it I'm sorry Fear is a reminder of the mistakes that we could make. It's an awareness yes. to help us avoid those mistakes. Yes. 
Embrace it as an awareness. Exactly. And that little catch that says, oh, watch out for the bump. Yep. Then you watch out for the bump and you proceed forward. Exactly. You know, how many times have you been driving down the road and you see that, oh, you know, uh, what do they call it, uh, uh, shoulder? Oh, um, uh, when you're uh, when you're driving and, on the, and you hit the, the little bump. It says no shoulder or something yeah. ahead. Um, you're not going to drive yourself off the road. Right. You're going to be very aware and right. you're going to be very cautious because you know that there's no shoulder there. Right. And I think that that's how we need to view fear as this is an awareness. Oh, you're, you're in a little bit of a tight spot yep. or there's something a little bit um, more heightened. Right. Be aware of it. Serve it. Take care of it. Yep. Be cautious and move forward. Right. It doesn't mean abandon ship. Yeah, no. <laughs> because you'll never push through that if we're you not, abandon we're ship. Not, we're not saying the Titans thinking. No, no. <laughs> no, so that's, I mean, it's important to, to know those pieces. I think those are key pieces to really, again, get back in the dating world, whether, again, it, with this, a, a partner. Again, we've talked about this so many times, LB. Even when you're married, married yep. you need to set well, date nights and you have yeah. to go out and do stuff together. Yep. Get, yep. to, get to know each other again. Get to know what inspires because we, while we the core of who we are have a tendency to remain the same, we do change with yep. our exterior and um, how we interact with people at yep. work. And we get excited about new experiences or um, we want to try new things. Share yep. that with the people that exactly. are with you. Exactly. So. I totally agree. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. The Pain Center of Bellevue offers real relief to pain and a healthier approach to your life. With services including chiropractic, weight loss, trigger point injections, acupuncture, massage, and rehab, you're sure to find your healthier approach to life. You can find them at www.bellevuepaincenter.com. Tell them Socially Savvy sent you and receive a 30-minute doctor-supervised trigger point massage and pain management consultation. Call 425-455-2225. And tonight's second wine tasting is going to be Whining with Karen Ward of Chateau St. Jean. Today's tasting is a tasting of a lovely Pinot Noir 2011. Tell us what we're drinking today. So today you're drinking one of Chateau St. Jean's Pinot Noirs. Um, they have a long history of crafting expressive Pinots. Um, this one is actually from the Sonoma Coast, so it's along the, the water of the Pacific Ocean um, in California. So it's known more for its cooler climate, so you're going to get more of a softer uh, tasting Pinot Noir, but you're going to get a lot of red cherry and raspberry and a little bit of spice. And I say, it's got a little bit of kick, and you're right, it has a coolness. Um, I, and I like my red wines served at room temperature, which is what we did today, and it still has a coolness on the palate. I love that. Yeah, and um, Pinot Noirs from California are a little bit different than Pinot Noirs from Oregon because it's not as cool as Oregon, but um, you're going to get a little bit more of a... Um, more of a mouthfeel when you drink California Pinot Noirs versus an Oregon Pinot Noir. Those are a little bit lighter than you would find in something like this Chateau St. Jean. Well, it is lovely. Thank you so much. Here's cheers. Cheers. So, Mayumi, tell us what you think of it. Well, you know, I didn't know that the Pinot Noir was a red wine. <laughs> I know. I didn't either for a long time. I always <laughs> thought it was white. So is there another type of wine? The Pinot Gris is a white. 
and the Pinot Noir is your red. The so red. different types of flavor characteristics and stuff to them. I couldn't tell you all of them. I haven't finished my wife's studies yet. That's great. But, well, that's good for me to know. But for a red, because you are a pre- predominantly red yes. wine drinker, what I do am. you think of this one? I like this one because I didn't know that it was a red. Um, it's very light. And I like that it's very light. It's a, to me, it seems like it would be a great wine to drink in the summertime. Yeah. Um, for a red wine, to me, it's very refreshing. Um, okay, let me take one more sip. And it's it's smooth. Yeah. It's a smooth, um, fruity wine. I like it a lot. It's it's very refreshing. Awesome thing. Pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping all the fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular chips out. They take the finest natural, delicious ingredients, add a little heat and pressure, and pop, it's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. Hello, I'm sitting here with the fabulous Jewels to chat socially fabby styling talking about common social attire mistakes. How are you, Miss Jewel? I'm doing well now that I'm in front, in front of you, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Oh, you bet. Uh, this is really a cool space for a lot of people who don't know much about the uh, Microsoft Store. They have a theater in the back where you can um, hold meetings, you can do presentations, and in our case, you can do interviews. Nice. I'm loving it here. Only downside is we can't drink wine here yet, but we're working on that. I know. We had a cheer on the paper cup of uh, water here. <laughs> Got to cheer on everything. Yes. So we're going to chat about some of the mistakes, social mistakes that people make in their attire. But before we do that, um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Okay. I'm Jules Nussenblatt and I work with MRS Design Fashion Consulting. I'm an independent wardrobe stylist and we bring locals and out-of-town guests who want to shop with um, local boutiques to uh, independent designers. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. <laughs> it's fun. So for you, it's really important to be kept um, up to date on, of course, fashion, but also how people look in the eyes of other people. So you're talking about not just fashion as a statement or as what is trendy. You're talking about fashion and how somebody is going to redo or um, first and last impression. Yes. To me, I look at it like an interior designer looks at a room. Either, you know, you've got clients that just want um, basic, like Japanese uh, feng shui type, or you want avant-garde, whimsical clients. So it really depends on their taste, and it's all about them. I love that. So in your opinion, when we're talking about some of the mistakes that people make with their attire, what are, you, what are the most common ones that you see, just right off the top of your head? Well, I'm going to speak for Seattle and what I've served in Seattle since I'm out, out of town, and I've only been here, oh, on and off eight years. So I would say the biggest mistake I've seen so far are the um, dress attires for that special occasion, whether it's a wedding, birthdays, or a gala's. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you pretty much know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's not go there. But we could say I know who you're talking about from time to time. Yes. But so, w- what are those some of those mistakes that people make? Well, I would say for Seattle in general, I think it's the dress down part. You know, I understand. Okay, you're settled in Microsoft or or um, other companies here like Amazon. But you know, when everybody goes for an initial interview, everybody dresses up. So yeah. why not try to be in between and make it? make your life easier for you. 
Well, and one of the things that I always try to remind people when it comes to making decisions on how you're going to dress is take a look into how much work whoever is putting the event on is putting into it. You know, if you're talking about a barbecue, obviously they're expecting you to go casual. If you're talking about a wedding, these are people who are spending thousands of dollars. You should put your best foot forward. You should put your best attire on. You should make sure that it's pressed and neat and clean um, without stains. Oh, yes, Elby, you hit it right on the bull's head, and I just wish, you know, people can really get that concept. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily having to be also dressed well. It's just be presentable. I mean, I yep. went to an estate sale Sunday and, you know, looking for bargains for my house, and there was a guy who was helping me, and I, I wanted to seriously just complain. I, I mean, I had, a, <laughs> I had to bite my tongue. But the, the talk about B.O., a bad B.O., I'm, oh. I wanted to faint. So, you know, it's as easy as, as that. Just be present, presentable, be clean, yeah. you know. That's a really good point. Clean, good hygiene. Yeah. So, okay, talking about common mistakes, uh, what do you think is the biggest common mistake when it comes to women wearing dresses to events? Ooh, ooh. All right. Well, let's talk about the sexy girls who want to uh, attract the opposite sex or, or other people out there. Too short a dress. Oh, I call them the baby <laughs> doll dresses. Some of them are not appropriate. Yeah. Especially, you know, depend. let's say to a wedding. I've seen that in weddings. Yeah. I've seen that at a, even to, let's say you're going Thousand on a hunt. Oh, Lord, yes. All the time. And, and you know, my, and I can, I'm going to drop a name here. My friend Joseph Domingo, when he holds fashion shows, he was, he's been to New York and, and, and done lots of shows. And he said, you know, if you're sitting in the front row, don't cross your legs. <laughs> it's very distracting. <laughs> Nobody needs to know what kind of shoe you wear, whether it's, you know, it's designer to uh, to cheap wear. Just don't cross your legs well, because it's distracting. If you want to cross your legs, wear a longer dress. Exactly. Be subtle about it because, yeah, we get that maybe you want everybody to know the color of your underwear. Or <laughs> I'm going to go so far as to say maybe you want everybody to know that you don't have underwear, but that's what we're talking about, that you should not, that should not be something that should even be discussed or thought about when you're talking about going out into a social setting. Yes. Uh, you know, that's where uh, Be- Victoria Beckham, even in her book, has mentioned, you know, you don't need to show off your bloomers. You want to be sexy, show something, you know, but your best assets forward, whether it's your your T or your A or your decollete. <laughs> <laughs> High five to that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. You know, if you have great legs and you're trying to find a dress that um, is going to show off those great legs, don't let the dress get so short that your legs become a moot point. Or how about to a point where you're practically wearing a towel? You know, you've got yeah. the, the, the top showing, you've got the legs showing, you're showing... Pick a feature and show off the feature. Exactly. So, okay, so when it comes to men and fashion common mistakes, what do you see the most of? Oh, well, you know, I guess celebrities can can, uh, can show it off, and, and of course, they, they want to be the front runners for trends, but there are some people out there that just don't, don't do well looking, trying to look like Feral in, in their shorts and tuxedo. <laughs> that one's a good one. Uh, we were talking about last night on the show a little bit about wearing flip-flops and socks. Oh, that is a Seattle staple, I, I noticed. That and Uggs. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. All the time. Uh, yes, but you see them in L.A. too with, with the kids. And the sexy mamas, or they think they are sexy. 
Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about because I think one of the common mistakes that people make is they think just because somebody has done it on TV right. that it is now a fashion statement. Well, it's a statement, all right. Yes. It's a statement of probably something you shouldn't be doing or it's going to make you look ridiculous. Well, I think the common mistake is everybody, you know, what's that quote that says, you know, every girl needs a best friend who could tell her no. exactly <laughs> what and what to, what to wear and what not to wear or, or a mirror. Yeah, a mirror. Well, yeah. And again, it's funny. We were talking on one of the shows and we talked about how every, we always look in the mirror from the front. Make sure to turn around and look behind you. Exactly. <laughs> See what assets you're leaving behind. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, What's and that's not so hard. No, it's not. It's just an, an attention to detail. Yes. Um, are there any favorite common faux pas that you see that, that maybe just make you laugh every time when you go, they just don't know? Oh, you know, when I'm either with my girlfriends, you know, we have our little whisperings and we'll just laugh out loud. But um, half the time I'm with my husband and, you know, we just kind of look at each other and, and we got give each other that eye code where we know someone obviously... Standing out for the wrong reason. Yeah, not thought it yes, through. But, you, but we all make mistakes. So, you know, to be humble, basically, it's just whatever. Whatever makes everybody happy. Just let them do what they want. Because we can't, I mean, if we can change the world, you know, you and I would have done that already. <laughs> we, would have, we would have tweaked a few things. Yes. Well, and when it comes to fashion, too, it, it's fine to have, find your individual individuality. Yes. Um, and I think we're going to be chatting about that here in just a couple of minutes. But recognizing that uh, that individuality, you want to make sure that it is portraying you the way you want to be portrayed, yes. the way you're intending to be portrayed, yes. um, and not portraying something completely different. That's true. So with that, let's... Uh, break for a commercial and we're going to then move into chatting about the difference between individualism and fortune. Ooh. Ouch. Kind Bars, a kind, healthy snack brand of all-natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. This message brought to you by Brandon Elkins. Excited to enjoy our third wine tasting of today's show, Wining with Karen Ward of Sledgehammer. We are going to be tasting the 2011 Red Blend. So what I understand, this is actually a line that is catered towards men. Yes, so most of the time when you go to buy wine, um, it's catered towards women. Pretty labels, bright colors. Um, So we wanted to come out with a brand that was catered to real men, not the metrosexuals, <laughs> but real men who like barbecuing, going to cowboy shows. I don't really know, but it's for fishing, the men. Hunting, fishing, hunting, hunting. hunting. So it's, it's wine Football for... Football men. It's, yes. It's wine for real men that enjoy drinking, but don't want to sit around and talk about wine all day. So Love that. That's what it's all about. Okay, so tell us about this. It's called a forged red blend. Yes. So this is a red blend wine, obviously forged red. Um, it's a bunch of different varietals. There's a lot of Cabernet, Merlot, Zinfandel, um, Malbec um, in there. So you're going to get a lot of different flavors when you're tasting it. And there's a little tiny bit of residual sugar on it as well. So even though it's a wine for men, it's still very easy to drink. And it's something that, you know, you're not going to sip on. You're going to want to take some nice little gulps of. And you get a lot of cherry, boysenberry, um, and a little tiny bit of spice on the end of it. What I like about this is, is you would think when you first went to go grab a 
a men's quote unquote, you know, tailored wine, that it would be very robust and, and heavy. And for the the gentleman who wouldn't necessarily like something heavy and hearty, this is great. It is on the lighter side, um, and I think a little bit more refreshing. Yes, I agree. So you know, the people who like the really really heavy red, they're going to sit there and you know really contemplate about the wine and talk about you know how long it was aged in barrels, where this is more for, you know, the people who like to, par- like to drink. Yeah, <laughs> like they like to drink, but drive safely. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we always have somebody driving for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mayumi, so we're drinking the Sledgehammer, which we've chatted a little about. This was created for men, and you're going to take your first sip and tell us what you think. <laughs> I'm scared. I know, it's red. Okay, I like red wine. Okay, this is my first taste of the sledgehammer. Yes, and this is a cap. No, I'm sorry. This is the red blend. Not what you expected. Wow. <laughs> it's so um, sweet. It's, okay, um, so it's, it's, it's very smooth. It's smooth so, and yeah. sweet. Uh-huh. It's smooth and sweet. It's kind of, it's heavier. Yeah. To me, it feels a little bit heavier than the other wines that we've had. But if you um, think in the if you think in the standpoint of and Karen and I were talking about this earlier of oh wow men who drink beer how this wine would you know with the whole thought process behind hops and barbecuing and stuff how this would be a, a, a very interesting transition yes it would be a very interesting transition however not exactly what you expect which not, is even funner but I could see this being really good. With like a spicy pulled pork sandwich. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, definitely, it's so sweet that it will bring out, you know, with the, when you're having spicy. Yep. But I like it. Not what it's, I expected. It, and it's not sweet like juicy kind Mm-mm. of sweet. It's, it just has a sweet after. Yes. It has a sweet after. Most definitely. Okay, we are back here at the Bellevue Washington Microsoft store. Sitting here with Jules, chatting fashion, and we are going to touch base a little bit about the difference between individuality and poor taste. Um, you were just telling me a cool little story about, um, it happens all the time, you see it at all the different fashion events, cocktail parties, networking, uh, where you see a group of girls standing off and they're beautiful, and no one's paying any attention to them. Well, it's either because they blend in well with the large masses with their straight hair and short hoochie mama dresses. <laughs> okay, I love that you went there. Hoochie yes, mama dresses. I had to go there. <laughs> you know, you really want to set your own style. Well, and understand what that style is going to portray about you. Yes. Um, I think, uh, like we were alluded to here earlier, is uh, know what the statement, the clothing that you're wearing is going to make. If you know it's going to be way out there and it's going to be extreme, then you want to make sure the message, if you're trying to send a message, is going to be able to be heard over that. Yes. Um, If you want to be taken seriously about maybe you're going to a fashion show and you're a designer or maybe you um, host events and you want to be taken seriously in the job that you're doing, make sure your attire matches. Exactly. Uh, so that people will listen to what you have to say and aren't so distracted by what you're wearing. That's true. I totally agree. You hit it on the spot. And I think a lot of people misunderstand that. They think that if they dress a certain way that what they say is just automatically going to be heard. It's like, you know, it doesn't always work that way. That's true. It doesn't. Thank God I don't know those people. (laughs) (laughs) 
So when you're talking about um, going out and trying to be an individual uh, versus uh, just basically messing it all up, what are some of the things that you would caution people on in in how they're doing their fashion if they're trying to make a statement but they still want to be heard? Okay. Let's say, you know, summer, summer's coming up, or summer is coming up here in Washington. Like yeah, summer's it's a already, lower. <laughs> yes, summer's already happening out in the other states out there in, in the world. Um, the biggest mistake I see, and it's a very common, is stripes. Going Make the sure, wrong way. Going the wrong way. In the wrong part of the yes. body. Make sure you observe your body, you know, whether you're a pear, or you're an hourglass, or you're square. Just... Just make sure that it, it, it fits and it's appropriate to the, your body shape. That's a really, really good one. Um, we've talked a lot about tailoring the last few weeks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Take in your dresses and have yeah. somebody tailor them, your suits, any, anything. You're better off to have a couple of really well-fit pieces and be seen in them more than one time than That's you right. are to be seen in a bunch of unwell-fit pieces all That's different. Right. I totally agree. I mean, you know, that's what's going to set someone's individual style is the fit and wear. You, you could wear anything from this high-end designer to, you know, affordable pieces like like Forever 21, but what's going to set you apart is the fit. Now, yeah. you want to make sure the shoulders are appropriate to your shoulder length and everything else, including the pants and what have you. I'm going to touch base a little bit about um, what's in poor taste. <clears throat> uh, you talked about the fit of clothing. Uh, when you're talking about straps, ladies, you don't want them so tight because you're trying to pull something up that does, it's now fought gravity hard enough that it's, the straps are going to dig into your shoulders. Yes. Um, <clears throat> people hate the terminology, but make sure that your shirts and stuff are fitting so that you don't have back fat going on. Ooh, very unattractive. Yes, very. Um, things like... Uh, your shirt fitting so tight and your pants fitting too tight where you have the muffin top showing and Ooh. things are falling over the top. Yeah, that's another less appealing uh, attraction for, especially if you're, if you're young and single. Yeah. You know, seriously, if you're, if you're trying to figure out why you still don't have a lover, well, look, you might want to look in the mirror. Yeah, so basically anytime you look at your clo yourself and your clothing, you don't want to look like you're oozing out of it. Oh my God! You just said. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and this goes for both men and women. Yes, yes. Let's not. It's true. It, it really, it really depends on both genders. It's not just the women. We're yes. It's more. Um, it's more obvious when a woman makes a mistake, but men are making mistakes out there too. Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, we talked about making sure that things are properly covered for both men and women. Uh, white shorts came up the other night, and, and men should never be in white shorts without underwear. <laughs> oh, ouch. Have not seen that. I'd probably be scared. I, fortunately, I have not, but I knew what they were. It was pretty funny. It was a good conversation. But also understanding what you're wearing, how see-through it is, and what kinds of undergarments you need to have so that, because you can take something that's a little bit less expensive and um, take it from being individual to poor taste by not yes. wearing the appropriate attire underneath. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned the mesh because the mesh is so much in style right now, especially with the warm weather coming, or it's already happening in other states. Um, I would say, you know, yes, layer. It, it, yes, please layer because it doesn't matter. I mean, to each to their own, yes. But, you know, I see women out there that are in their 60s and 70s that are, are wearing the mesh. It's not so attractive anymore. Yeah. It, it kind of gets a little bit, again, yes. to the poor taste vibe. Exactly. 
Well, thank you so much for taking time to uh, chat some of these little um, faux pas and try to give people some ideas on what they might be able to tweak and understand what maybe is or isn't working for them. Yes, yes. Now, where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook, Amherst Design Fashion. And I also have a website. It's the same thing, okay. Amherst Design Fashion. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. It was awesome. Yes. And you've got LB Duchess here with Socially Savvy, and I'm chilling here with Mayumi of Make It a Great Date. We're going to be chatting on getting over your dating issues through communication. Uh, you know, and this is one of those things, and, and people, we talk about this all the time. When people think of dating, they think, oh, you're new on the market. Maybe you've been married for a long time or, or and have recently gotten out of a relationship and you're moving forward or you're, um, maybe you've been out of the dating scene for a long time and you're just jumping back in. Right. Uh, but this also holds true for being in a long-term relationship and learning how to date again. Absolutely. Um, so we wanted to chat a little bit about um, how to get over some of your dating issues, and the best way to do it is through communication. I totally agree. Communication is the key to a successful relationship with anybody, your partner, your friends, your coworkers, your boss. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just really important. I think that um, in today's society, we don't communicate as well because we over-communicate. We over, well, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we over-communicate about some of the wrong things. Yes. And we don't communicate about some of the right things because of fear. Exactly. I agree with that. I think that, you know, what, what I love doing, and I'm going to kind of um, date myself, is, you know, I find that when I'm communicating with people, all realms of people, any area of my life, I really like to communicate in person or over the phone. Yeah. And I know with my teenagers, um, you know, they use very uh, small dosage of voice on their cell phones. Yeah. But they do about 15,000 text messages a month. <laughs> It's such a different realm. It's a different realm. And I think that we need to get back to basics. And that's part of the dating. Yeah. You can't really date through online text. Yeah. through text. Which is awesome. You it's have to eventually meet the person. However, there is a new movie out where the guy falls in love with his computer. Computer, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that one kind of is a little yeah, that out there for me. Kind of okay. out there for me. Although I like uh, Joaquin Phoenix. But um, So, yes, I would say that you know when you're getting out into the dating world and the communication is, is definitely the key and also listening. Oh yes, and we've talked about that plenty of times on the yes. show. You know, use your faculties proportionately. Yes. You have two ears and one mouth. Yep. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm on a broken record saying that, but I think it's so easy for us to forget. Absolutely. Especially if you're outgoing and friendly, you yes. want to talk, you want to share. Um, if, if you think that making them laugh is going to make things easier, right. you, you have a tendency to overshare sometimes. Exactly. Um, and you really have to, when you're, when you're out there and you're communicating with people uh, or in a relationship or on a first date or what have you, the body language, the communication, and the listening, you know, those three things, I think that because of technology, it's really made us more um, desensitized. Yes. So we don't really... Um, practice those practice skills anymore, skills, or we don't notice those those social uh, cues yeah, that that people are um, sharing with us. They want us to pick that out yep. and and want us to um, elaborate more on it. And so I think it's really important that we stay in the moment yeah. when we're out 
dating, when we're out with a girlfriend, when we're out with our children, stay in the moment and really try not to get distracted from all of the outside um, issues because they'll be there when we're done with whatever we're doing. Oh, most definitely. And I think a lot of people, too, they, they forget that communication is not just words. Absolutely. If you're going to use words in your communication, you need to make sure for true communication, those words have to be received and understood. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just talking. Exactly. Um, the other thing is, is, like you were saying, body language is such a huge, huge. indicator. Um, it can be a little bit misleading sometimes if you're dealing with somebody who's a little insecure. Yes. But at that same time, if you're open and you're paying attention, you can pick up on that and yes. you can do things to make them feel more secure Absolutely. or make them feel more ease so that you can work with them and, and learn a little bit more about them. Right. Um, Some people need a little bit more um, coaxing to get the information out. Oh, yeah. And if we are on a date and I'm more of an extrovert, so I'm going to really be excited and want to you know, hear all the information and give all the information. If I'm dealing with somebody who might be more of an introvert, I'm going to have to really slow it down. Yeah, because they're going to shut down. They're going to shut down. <laughs> I've got to lower my voice, yes. and I've got to ask them open-ended questions where they can answer me freely. And, and I need to shut up. No, yes. Mm -hmm. I need to shut up. And we've talked about that before also on previous shows. Yeah. Is sometimes we just need to shut up, and if it takes a while for that person that we're with to gather their thoughts... In That's order okay. to, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I always like to remind people, um, I was really fortunate when I was younger. I got into retail and uh, I had a very wide range of customer base from the 16 yeah. year old to the 96 year old. Absolutely. And somebody had asked me about it. They said, you know, you've got, you're able to talk to everybody. How is it you're able to talk to everybody? And I said, well, when I go up to a 16 year old, I can be excited and be who I am because right. we're on the same page. When I go up to a 96 year old, I feel like I'm in slow motion, yes. but I know that I need to breathe and they need a calm situation in right. which they can communicate. Right. So it's just providing and figuring out what it is that the customer needs. And you know what? I also think, because right now I'm just staring at you and listening <laughs> to you, eye contact. Oh, I yeah. think that people do not utilize eye contact enough. And, and I'm just staring at LB right now and she's just staring, <laughs> we're just like, we are like looking at each other's eyes right now. And, you know, I think that's important. It I think is. that it shows um, interest. your interest, confidence. Yeah. Um, it, it shows that you're actually paying attention and not just trying to get the date finished or the yeah. conversation finished and over with. I think it's really important. I agree. It also forces you to um, slow down and yes. not be thinking of an answer all the time. Exactly. Uh, and the other thing is text messaging and emails and stuff that they allow you to be distracted, like you were yes. talking about. Um, and you can tell people who are not necessarily comfortable in the, the personal relationship communication because they go all Stevie Wonder on you. Yes, you know, they do. Heads back they're and head forth, looking at yep. everything, look exactly. at everyone but you. And again, um, we have to pay attention to that body language. It's yes. just probably either they're uncomfortable or yes, very much so. um, they're not interested, yes. and it's okay. Yeah, it, it is good to pick up on those cues so you kind of know where to move from there. Yes. And, and, you know, one of the things is, is by picking up on those cues, learn to be gracious. If you're out on an actual dating yes. situation, 
and somebody is pulling away, uh, you find too often that people become offended. Well, why yes. aren't you interested in me? Well, if it really comes down to it, are you really interested that much in them, or are you just wanting them to be interested in you? Exactly. Exactly. So go into it with the right intent and allow people to be be okay with right. not falling in love with you or right. liking you right off the get-go. And you know what I tell our clients, because we have a personalized matchmaking service, is don't waste each other's time. Yeah. You know, I do happy hours for my clients. It's one hour. Don't drag it out if yeah. you don't want to see that person. You can spend one hour with a person. It can be pleasant. You can get information from them. They can give you information, something that you will be able to use somewhere in your life, maybe oh, yeah. not today. But give it an hour. If there's no connection, excuse yourself. And you know what? It's okay. No one should be mad. No. It, shouldn't, it doesn't have to drag out. It doesn't have to be a two-hour, three-hour um, happy hour date. Yeah. It's okay to excuse yourself if the situation is not going to go anywhere further. And that's fine. Well, and recognizing that you may meet a lot of different people and they're going to impact you differently. Exactly. You, a lot of times you'll meet people and it's like, no, that's not for me. But you realize, oh, this is what it was about them that's not for me. Right. I know a little bit more about myself. Exactly. I know a little bit more about dialing in and what do I really want in a relationship. And I think we just were talking about that earlier. I think it is important to have a, when you're out dating, um, and getting over the dating issues like we're talking about, is you really need to find out about yourself and know yourself before you can go out and start dating again. But I also think it's important for you to put your list together. Yep. It needs no, to be a realistic, yes. not an unrealistic <laughs> list. You yeah. know, not like six five supermodel. And if you want that, that's fine. But we that's need so, to yeah. be realistic and, and put a list together where we know what our core values of a person that we want to be with. Yeah. And then there's some areas where we can flex. But if you are a Jehovah's Witness or you're Mormon or you're a fundamentalist Christian and your faith is really important to you, then I would say that don't deviate if somebody's telling you they're an atheist yeah, and, that's and go not out with work. them. That's not going to work. It's yeah. not going to work. The basic <coughs> fundamentals have to be same and you don't deviate from that no matter how they look, yeah. how hot they look, yeah. how hot the guy is, how hot because the girl is. Because it's not going to last. It's not going to last. But there are things where you can deviate where, well, okay, I like blondes. I'm just saying that. I, I don't, even though my husband is blonde. <laughs> I mean. um, but if, if that person wants to dye their hair brunette or brown or red, are you not going to like them? It's a hair color. Yeah. That's something that's really small and insignificant. Right. So really put a, a nice, good, fundamental list and, and have it be realistic. I think that's important before you start going out. Well, and, and, and I think that by putting that list together, you figure out who you are. And it's really Absolutely. important for you to know who you are and what you want before you start a relationship. Um, I've uh, Ever since I was a kid, young, for some reason, people have talked to me about their relationships. And right. one of the common denominators I've seen and one of the biggest problems you see in um, relationships and dating, you if you don't know what you want and who you are, how is the other person supposed to have any idea? Exactly. If you can't tell them, hey, I like Thai food. Right. Maybe you, well, or, you know what? I've never had Thai food. I don't know if I like Thai right. food. You've got to be able to have some basic idea so that they can know what that they can attach to. Exactly. Because if you're just floating around in the air, it's like, oh, oh, look at, there's a pretty balloon. I agree. All you and are that's is pretty. <laughs> a great segue into the next um, 
belief that I have is that be who you are, yeah. not who you think that person that you're with wants you to be. Don't create a phony avatar. Do not create a phony <laughs> avatar because eventually they're going to see through that. Yeah. And that's important. And you won't be able to express who you are if you don't know who you are. So I yeah. would say that if you're not ready to date and you are having um, issues internally or, you know, discrepancy or a, a, a battle in, within your body, then just really meditate and, and learn who you are so that Figure you can out. be the best person yep. for yourself and then the partner that you're going to draw into your life. Oh, well, yeah. Probably one of the worst things and the most insulting thing you can do is um, put yourself into a relationship with somebody who truly cares about you and give them your worst. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much. And uh, let's get on with the wine tasting. Yeah. With our show now national, we've started putting most of our local events on our Facebook pages. So be sure to check them out at Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment and LB Duchess throughout the week. Our tonight's show sponsors are Make It a Great Date, Microsoft Store of Bellevue, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Chateau St. Jean, Sledgehammer Cellars, The Pain Center of Bellevue, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Mode Magazine, Uber, Woodenville Wine Country, and Sweet Lounge. Ending tonight's show with our final wine tasting of Sledgehammer. Hello, this is LB Duchess whining with Karen Ward of Sledgehammer. We're here tasting the 2011 Cabernet Sauvignon, a label that is created to appeal to the manly man. Tell us about this cap. So this Cabernet is, um, actually I haven't tried it, so let's try it real first before I start talking about it, okay? <laughs> mm. Well, it's fun because we've been we've been doing all of our tastings today at room temperature, so these have settled quite nicely. They're not, you know, chilled where it can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, so this Cabernet is actually from the central coast of California, so um, it's not just one single vineyard that it comes from, but a bunch of different ones to kind of give it more of a robust flavor. Um, it's very bold, I think. It's spicy. I am actually very pleasantly surprised by this Cabernet. It has a lot of the true California characteristics that you would typically find in a Cabernet. So you get a lot of chocolate, a lot of cherry, spice, um, some black currants, blackberries is what I'm tasting in it. Well, and for me, I, it's got a boldness, but it's got it's very smooth. Um, a lot of times, sometimes you can find with the Cab, when people utilize the term bold, they think it's going to be really heavy and overly hearty. Uh, this has a uh, lightness, which I'm finding seems to be um, typical of this particular brand, which is nice, especially if you're being introduced to, like, a Cabernet Sauvignon or a blend. It gives you a little bit more flexibility, especially as an introductory wine. Yeah, so you're not going to find a lot of tannins in it. And so the, That's what, yeah. Yeah, so in the, the aftertaste of it, it's, there's not a long finish. So it's, it's very, although it's bold and spicy, it's very easy to drink and to take down and yeah so it's, it's the tannins that you would normally find in a cabernet that you don't find in this one well and to me this would be sledgehammer would be a great barbecuing wine yes and that's actually what the whole premise behind the brand is is all about barbecuing and being you know that man that wants to go and flip a couple burgers on the barbecue love it <laughs> thanks so much karen you're welcome we want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And check us out on RSS Radio on your smartphones. 
Be sure to make all the social events better because you were there. And have a socially savvy week, everyone.